Association. 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 That was such uber ponage. Hello, fellow nerds. Welcome to the Nerd Association podcast from the WBNS radio studios in Columbus, Ohio. I'm your host, Mark Finch. And I'm your other host, Daniel Barnett. Here on Nerd Association, we just want to remind you that just because we have cool jobs, it doesn't mean we're cool dudes. Although I think we're cool dudes. Obviously, I think amongst nerds, we're cool. We're trying to that break might... the stigma that nerds aren't cool. That's the whole point, right? A bunch of cool nerds listen to this podcast. You ain't cool unless you listen to Nerd Association. <laughs> That's right. Peer pressure. <laughs> so uh, I, I don't know. It's it's hard to use our regular format for this one. But I guess, Mark, uh, I'm going to have to ask, what do you think of when I say uh, Netflix and Hulu and Amazon and Disney Plus and Discovery Plus and YouTube TV and HBO, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera? <laughs> Well, I think of how much, you know, of your paycheck goes into that every week now when it, you know, when this all started, it was pretty much just Netflix. Hulu was around, but it was a free service that you just kind of watched on the internet. It wasn't like a streaming service and Netflix really started the streaming as long as you had any sort of smart device, a smart TV, a video game system, a Blu-ray that connected to the internet. And then later on, you have like the Roku's and the Google Chrome or the Google, uh, like the Chrome sticks. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Uh, but so now, and now it's obviously everywhere, but yeah, Netflix seems to me to be the OG of really starting it, at least for, you know, most people. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, if I'm, I don't exactly remember when Netflix launched. I want to say it was what, 2015 ish. Uh, well, when did they like, that? they were way earlier than that, but they were the mail. Well, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. They did that. And then it started, probably in like 2010 maybe yeah i'm thinking because i remember i remember using it in high school but it was different when it first started you had to actually put you had to go on the internet and put things in your instant queue and then you could access it on an app on like an xbox or something right. to watch netflix but you couldn't just scroll through their endless library of things that are available to stream you had to go online and look at a movie and see whether you could put it in your queue to be sent to your house and my parents still had it sent to their house up until last year i think <laughs> they stopped yeah but i don't know they they just get one dvd at a time they do watch the streaming service too but yeah so for people who don't remember that netflix started out you just they mail dvds to you and you watch them but yeah you could put it in your instant queue and then that's how that started and that's when i was introduced to it and i'm looking a quick history of netflix they actually started in 1997 okay. um, and they started doing video on demand in 2005 so wow. yeah longer than we thought right <laughs> um much longer much longer than we thought. But anyway, yes, Netflix was certainly the original uh, as far as streaming services go. And they were also the first to get on the idea of not only can we use Netflix to redistribute existing media, but we can do our own original stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and in fact, House of Cards, which still is thought of as being this sort of monument in online television. That was the Netflix's first original series. And it was a hit. So and it, it was. worked out for them. Yeah. And uh, and it's been, I, I like to say, down. It's been both uphill and downhill ever since. <laughs> uphill well, for the content, but downhill yeah, for the amount we spend on it. <laughs> yeah, a string of hit and misses for Netflix because sure. they pretty much once they 
once they realized that people were tuning in for their originals, they just decided to make as many as possible to give people as many choices as they could possibly get. And that's been the the biggest thing when you're looking through these streaming services. How many times have you turned it on? And I know this is everybody's done this, but let's we got to talk about it. Yeah. You turn it on and you scroll for 15, 20 minutes and you never decide on anything. Right. It's crazy the amount of choices they give you now. Yeah, and 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 you're right. It's, it's so many now that it's yeah, that's buried. Uh, you might not be able to find something you're actually interested in, even though these services are supposedly tailored for your likes and your dislikes and things. The worst is when you find like a show and you watch it and you like it, and then you look and you were like, oh, it came out in 2017, and that's the only season. Right. <laughs> and there's no more of it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Netflix is the OG, but certainly now I would say uh, – they still have some hits now and again with their original programming. I, I often neglect Netflix in the grander scheme of flipping through streaming services. Um, Usually I only go to Netflix when I know something has come out that I want to watch. Right. Um, like I'm like, oh, yeah, the sequel to that or the new season of that is on and I'll, I'll turn it on. But, yeah, it's not one I really go to and scroll through very often anymore. And I have that relationship more or less with Hulu where – if I know there's something on Hulu that I want, then I can go to it. And and there ten this day and age, there seems to be more stuff on Hulu if I'm looking for like a classic television series that I'm interested in watching. When I say yeah. classic, I just mean you know it's now no longer in production. It's not an original, whatever. Um, yeah, except for the big ones that they promote to like bring you into some of these other streaming services that we'll talk about. Hulu does seem to be the best bet to find like, oh, remember that show? I wonder if it's on any streaming services. Right. A lot of times it is on Hulu. Yeah. So I kind of have, and it sounds like you do too, kind of have that relationship. It's good to have Netflix and Hulu. Uh, I don't know if I think of them as paying for themselves. I, I was saying to you before we hopped on um, that my wife, my wife, uh <laughs> When I was saying, oh, we're going to talk about this on Nerd Association, she was like, well, you know, Netflix has and starts naming like we, you know, we loved House of Cards, Stranger Things, Dark. Uh, she's watching Bridgerton. And it's like, OK, so Netflix used to be where you went to look for movies and maybe a few TV shows. And now it's like you're there for the original content. And as you pointed out, like you kind of have to know it's there to to think of it. Yeah. Netflix original content too has taken over so much that most of their third party stuff isn't any good. Right. It's like bottom it's like <laughs> bottom of the Netflix barrel. Is, yeah, it's like the the five dollar DVD bin at Walmart or whatever that you reach in and you grab it and you go, Oh, fifty first dates, that's kind of funny yeah i guess i need to kill an hour and a half i <laughs> i mentioned that because i recently watched 50 first dates on an airplane recently because it was on netflix there you go i um so moving on from there talking about those two i think kind of being the originators of the streaming services hulu seemed to be the first competitor um mm -hmm. now as far as what i would think of next as one of the big ones present day for me and i don't know if you have but is youtube tv I don't have cable, um, mm -hmm. but YouTube TV is one of those where, and the prices, we're going to talk about the prices and things in a little bit too, but when I, when we first got it, it was 50 bucks a month, and that seemed pretty reasonable, and they had a wide variety of content, and for me, it was as much about having access to local stuff. I'm in the news business. I like to be able to yeah. watch the local news or you know the different cable news services, catch a football game every now and again, something like that. Um, now, as as Laura pointed out, she's like, but that's where I watch all my trash television. 
She's like, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta watch my Bachelor. I gotta watch, you know, my Bravo shows. Uh, TLC, which I've decided has should just relabel itself as like, and I say this not in a controversial way. I say this in a not, I, I don't know, nice way, but like <laughs> TLC fills the void that the circus freak show used to like the learning channel <laughs> yeah, as it once was. Yeah, it used to be. And that's, we, we don't have to get into that discussion about how far discovery and TLC and history channel have fallen. But and anyway. even like MTV, that would be an interesting topic, like the de-evolution of all these cable channels that are just not what they set right. out to be. I agree. That's but but for a another time. Um, but yeah, for me, YouTube TV is one that like, okay, if, if we don't know what to watch, uh, then that's probably one of the first places we'll go just to see what's actually on television or to catch up with one of the quote unquote real television shows that we yeah. follow. I do not have any streaming cable service. I I watch a lot. We talked about that before. I watch a lot of YouTube, but the like the content creation that side is all still free. Yeah, you just need an app with whatever device you're you're watching on. Um, I kind of cheat the system. I'll admit I piece it all together because my parents still have traditional cable, so I can use their login to stream any channel they have pretty much that, sure. you know, you, you just log in. So, so that's one way I, I've gotten around that. But if I didn't, I would, yeah, I would have to get something like that, especially with the, the day job being sports. I have to have a way to get to those games that I need to watch. Right. So that, that would be an option there. The, I, I one time had to watch the Browns game and I did the free trial of uh, what was it? One of the, you know, internet. Right. Sling or services. one of those kind of things. Yeah, yeah. I just did the free trial for the week to, to catch that game. But you can only do that so many times. <laughs> right. Um, exactly. <laughs> Unless you want to keep creating fake Gmail accounts. Right. Yes. Um, so while we're talking about the, you know, YouTube TV, the, the big tech world of it, too, you know, YouTube owned by Google. Let's let's go to the other big one. Amazon Prime. Yeah. And that one is interesting to me because it existed as just everybody got Prime because the the shipping deal is just too good right. to pass up. It, it, it works. And then they're like, well, people already log in. What if we just throw some movies their way? And now it's become its its whole own thing, even though it's still a part of your Prime subscription. I wonder if that'll ever separate or if they're just going to keep it that way. I mean, well, that's Amazon why the, that's why the hand over fist, so. that's one of the reasons that the prime the cost of the prime shipping went up. Okay. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm sure it's also because shipping costs, but that's one of the reasons it costs more than it used to because they're making you pay for that that uh, streaming service whether you like it or not. <laughs> yeah. Um, and pr prime is good because it allows you to access other streaming services too, so sure. you can kind of you can get the closest to like a one-stop shop when you're in your prime app, which yeah. is nice. Well, and and there are a few gems in there. We watched The Expanse on, which is now an Amazon Prime original. Um, started off as a as not, but they bought the rights to it. And of course, Jobs, the Lord of the Rings television show, is going to be an Amazon Prime original. Which, by the way, how have we not had a Lord of the Rings episode yet? I have to be honest with you, I'm not a Lord of the Rings fan. Well, I don't care if you show up for that one. Then you can stay home. <laughs> I've I'll I've just seen talk back and forth to myself. <laughs> I've seen the movies, but I've never really sat down and just watched them. J Lo always wants to get me to watch them, but I, I don't know. It's it's not for me. I probably would like them more than I thought. You, I didn't think I was gonna like Game of Thrones. I was say, and, like, it's like, not the same, but 
if you like Game of Thrones, I don't know how you couldn't like Lord of the Rings. We'll come back to that sometime. You and I should <laughs> yeah. do a view like a viewing party, and then maybe you'll you'll get it on. Do it. the the nine hour viewing party. Of oh it. boy, we do a whole weekend. We watch all the Hobbit extended editions and all the Lord of the Rings extended editions. That's like twenty five hours of movies, my friend. Um, that is quite the marathon. But you'll have the encyclopedia next to you to be like, well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> in the first age of Middle Earth, this is why this re- okay. Anyway, um, but that's for me. Amazon Prime, as you said, we have it because we have the shipping thing. It is a good deal, but um, more and more, it's coming along as a contender with with its original content to be like, okay, you can compete now. And they're doing a better job with third party. I think right now they might have the best. The The thing that Hulu has is it has new stuff like right. right away, like day after episodes. So that helps Hulu a lot. But as far as like looking through the their, their list of movies and things like that, I think Amazon Prime is much better than Netflix from a third party standpoint. They're just still building up their own studio. And it's a little confusing. Netflix does this with with uh tv shows where they'll kind of buy the rights and continue cobra kai is a good example right that they bought off youtube red or whatever and made that you know they've mount made an additional season they're going to do another one but amazon will buy the rights to distribute a movie or a tv show and put their studio on it and add nothing to it yeah and that's something i've noticed uh not that that's a bad thing but it's sort of like it makes you question what Amazon Studios is. That really a stamp of approval, or you know, are these good ones just these indie flicks that they buy the distribution rights to, and they really don't have anything to do with it? So that's something to keep in mind that it's not everything Amazon Studios is created by them or created equal. Sure, and I agree with that. I think more and more they're trying to make that Amazon Studios stamp mean something. But I agree with yeah. you that up this is we're almost to the transition point with them where it's actually starting you're actually starting to feel like they have some sort of influence or say in what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um now that you brought that up as ha- you know Amazon having one of the best libraries I will beg to differ and here's my reasoning. I agree with you that they're very good. So, it's your fault that I have HBO Max. Yes. And I'll tell you why it's your fault. Because not only for, uh, you know, some of the original stuff that now they're dropping on there instead of or at the same time that they're putting in movie theaters. It's going to pay for itself throughout the year. Hold on. Now, listen to me, Chops, for one second. Um, As we've done this show on an almost weekly basis, we're doing things like looking, watching movies, especially watching some classic movies and things. And more and more, as I've been like, I really want to watch this movie. What streaming service is it on? It's not on Netflix. It's not on Hulu. It's not on Amazon Prime. Oh, look, I can rent it or it's on HBO Max because, of course, all of this Warner Brothers content and such is going to end. And, of course, HBO, home box office. Yeah, has so all they the rights have, to these. <laughs> they have other movies that they just have rights to. So they basically have the entire Warner Brothers catalog and then other movies that HBO currently has rights to, which that has a good filtering in and out uh, yeah. sense to it. And they're relatively new for the most part. Well, and uh, and of course, they have all the HBO shows, which up until this point, I haven't been watching because I never had I never had HBO growing up. I've never had it as an adult until right now. So if I wanted to watch an HBO show, which the only one I've really ever watched any of is Game of Thrones, I had to mm-hmm. uh let's call it find alternate routes to watch. <laughs> let's call it that. Um I will say, 
and I don't know, maybe this is just my technology, but I would call HBO Max the worst app from a user interface point of view. I think Hulu's the worst. Now that might be, they might differ based on like, cause I have Roku. Right. So I don't know if the apps can, you know, are very different for people. I think some of the streaming services like Netflix does a really good job of streamlining it. It looks the same. I think no matter where you access yeah. it, but I, I question whether or not all of them look the same on whatever, you know, other service you're using to view their service. But I think Hulu's the worst, especially when going through TV shows. I'm constantly lost at where my cursor is. I don't know what season I'm on. <laughs> I don't know if I'm scrolling through the episodes or if I'm scrolling through the seasons. And then I click on something and it's not right. And it, it, I think it's a mess. But yeah. to be fair, I haven't gone into HBO Max very much, mostly just these new first run movies since i've had it hbo max and i think you're right that there are some differences between different like because we use the smart tv so it's built in as an app on the television and that might have something yeah. although most of our apps work really well i have a feeling the hbo max app is optimized for things like roku or computer screens it's one that feels to me like it's first made for a computer screen mm -hmm. then maybe for like a like a roku or something like it and then down the line, smart TVs. Anyway, um, but it has been, again, the source of me being able to watch all of these older and newer movies and finally get into some of the HBO shows. Also, they have lots of great documentaries and content from like BBC and things that I didn't expect to be on the HBO Max app that have been like, oh, all right, HBO, I see what you're doing there. So it's yeah, all right. It's okay that it's your fault. <laughs> One thing this streaming service, especially with these ones, and we're about to talk about Disney Plus here, I'm assuming, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> is you you learn like things that you're like, oh, I had no idea that Warner Brothers had a hand in that. Yeah. And now that's a part of HBO. And that's uh it doesn't happen quite as often with Disney because Disney's the most like recognizable studio with movies. They Disney movies always brand themselves as Disney, whereas right. you it's never like Universal's Jurassic Park but precisely it, it is a universal movie so that's that's a, a reason why it doesn't happen quite as much with disney but there are there have been some times scrolling through disney plus and i'm like oh this is on here okay yeah well yeah you start to learn that disney and this is you're right it is interesting you're kind of getting to see how the the soup is made or how the donuts are made or however that phrase goes um hot dogs how the hot dogs are made that's the one thank you i sometimes i think i'm a person from it's space because hot dogs are gross, so yeah. seeing how they're made would the sausage would gross you out. actually the phrase is how the sausage, sausage. is made. But in any case, yeah. I don't think anybody's seen donuts being made and been like, "That's how they're made." Gross. <laughs> All right, I'm an a space alien. Okay, um, <laughs> it is interesting to suddenly have these realizations of what properties are owned by what companies. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, Disney's one where okay, of course now they own ABC which is why that you can do the, the bundle with the Hulu and with ESPN. They own all of that. Um, they own the National Geographic channel, you know, things like that. So, yeah. Um, and that's what I do for Disney Plus is the bundle that includes Hulu, ESPN Plus, and Nat Geo. Gotcha. And Disney Plus, uh, again, and this is, again, from a nerd perspective, certainly pays for itself between things like The Mandalorian, now with WandaVision, which... If everyone listening, don't worry, there's an episode coming on it once the <laughs> season's over. Um, uh, it certainly pays for itself with that original content. And I suspect you're like me and that you have comfort movies and mine are generally all of the Star Wars properties. And, I, you know, it's fun to be able to watch a Marvel movie 
whenever you want, essentially. Um, it pays for if itself I, pretty if, quickly. If I leave JLo to her own devices, especially if she's with a friend, you can bet that Mulan, Hercules, uh, Lady in the Tramp, yeah. something like that is going to be on my TV at some point during that afternoon. Because, I, yeah, she's constant. And I like those movies, too. I'm not. It's not a complaint for me. Sure. But it's sometimes I'm like, can we watch a non-Disney movie? We just watched two. You know, Hunchback <laughs> of Notre Dame is another one she throws on a lot. Yeah, I don't. I have. I was big into Disney when I was of the age when all those new Disney movies were coming out. We've talked about this a little bit before, but I don't mm. have that kind of nostalgia for them in a way that I want to just rewatch Lion King or Aladdin or Toy Story yeah. all the time. Even Pixar though, does it for me a little more. Yeah. I, I love the Pixar movies, but anywho, yeah, I, I would agree with you that it's not like. On my own, I probably wouldn't turn these on, but I don't mind when Jen does. Sure. It's fine. And I do like to sing along with them. I still remember the songs. <laughs> so, well, I try to remember the songs. She gives me a glare whenever I get something, whenever Yeesh. I get a lyric wrong. It's, you know, that, that's my fault. I shouldn't. You should know I should better. Know, I should know Zero to Hero, and I don't, and that's that's on me. <laughs> yeah. Marriage is great. Everybody, it's great. Everybody just get married. Um, no, just so that covers the ones that I have. Well, I have one more that okay that had to be that was a recent addition like HBO Max, and that's Discovery Plus. Oh, and Discovery Plus is really great for all of the uh, all of the doc old documentaries are on there, which I loved watching those when I was a kid and a teenager. Like on a Saturday, you could just watch twelve hours of documentaries on the Discovery Channel about Egypt, for instance. Mm-hmm. Um. But also, we watch BattleBots occasionally. There's all the true crime stuff on there. Um, so, uh, an investigation discovery, you know, um, I think True TV maybe is, and maybe that's a Disney property. Several of those channels that are of the Discovery, you know, brand of or family of networks. I think True TV is a Turner property. You're probably right. Uh, because because it shows up during March games, Madness. Right. They throw I some of the March that. Madness games on that, yeah. But it's like ID, Court TV, something like that. Some of those kinds. Yeah. TLC, we talked about. Um, <laughs> all of those are on there. And so we get a lot of use out of that recently. And my mother, so my my mother's retired, and so she's on all of our streaming services. And she's a big fan of, like, fixer upper and the magnolia yeah. network and all that stuff that's so. what i thought there were a lot of those on discovery but i wasn't i, I thought there might be but i wasn't because i've seen the commercial they've been advertising it a little bit which recently. now that i'm now that i've thought of those hgtv food network <laughs> uh the oprah winfrey network those are all mm -hmm. on there too i you now could, I'm you could watch every episode of diners drive-ins and dives with our boy guy fieri with our boy guy i like the pronunciation of fieri um, watch the old episodes of Good Eats. That was always my favorite on Food Network. I liked Man vs. Food back in the day. Yeah. That um, was a, and then he realized that you can't eat like that for so long. So <laughs> yeah. he had to pivot to being the host and not always doing the challenge. Precisely. But yeah, so that's a recent addition that so far, you know, isn't so expensive, pays for itself just from, from the amount of use we get. Now, you touched on this earlier, but I need to give it its own category because. YouTube Premium is the most used streaming service in our household. And I think you and I have okay. talked about before that 
if you're not sure what to watch, you just go to YouTube and watch some little like 10 to 15 minute videos until you're in the mood it's for something longer. It's easier to decide, yeah, because it's not as big of a commitment. Putting on a movie is such a commitment. Yeah. And I'm and I started YouTube Premium because you could listen to it with your phone off or your phone mm-hmm. screen off or you can navigate yeah. away from it. And I'm the kind of person that tends to put on YouTube channels almost like podcasts, particular ones, obviously, but we'll have them going in the background while I'm doing other things or while I'm driving even to listen to informative types of videos. So I know what you're talking about. I I do that uh, sometimes, too, but I just leave my screen on, which isn't a very efficient way to do it. But but uh, when I work around, I guess it's not really a workaround. The other thing, too, is I don't have to watch commercials on YouTube, which that to me pays for itself very quickly especially when the videos reference the the fact that there's going to be commercials in them and i'm like oh right that's something most people deal with (laughs) you know what annoys me more than anything about youtube commercials is when there's two of them that's fine if there's two of them and you don't hit the skip in time and it goes on to the second one but it's when you're ready to hit the skip and it's a five second one so you automatically have to go to the second one and that happens every once in a while and that's very annoying i don't blame youtube for doing it, it you know they got to make their money but it's just you're, you're right there ready to hit skip ad but it gets that five seconds clicks on to the next one i that's don't, the m- I don't have any scenario. experience with that problem chops well, look at you <laughs> fancy youtube premium daniel and it, and it, and talking about listening to things in the background it does occur to me that another streaming service i'm guessing you have is spotify no not a spotify j uses spotify i don't know if we pay for it though we might i'm not sure now that i think about it i i uh had to when we'd have the family plan so it's you know it's shared cost but um, I can't, you can't send me to a playlist and tell me I can't choose the order of the songs. You can't, uh, <laughs> and I don't, you know, I want to be able to listen to things. I don't know. Does Spotify have commercials? Again, an issue that I haven't dealt with in years because it, uh, from the get go, I was like, I cannot have this. <laughs> I want to be able to pick exactly what I want to listen to. And I do not want to listen to commercials. And especially. You are exactly their customer. Then. I know. Yeah. And, uh, since they've added podcasts which, by the way, listen to Nerd Association on Spotify if you don't um, already. It's a one-stop shop. I used to have to use a separate app for podcasts, but now, I and I love the user interface. I can't complain about it. So there are a few. If you told me, hey, you're spending way too much on streaming services, and I am, and you can only you have to cut yourself down and you can only spend X number of dollars, the very last ones I would chop from the list would be YouTube Premium and Spotify. I would need those. Everything because else. They, well, the thing is, you would still want you would still use those ones, and it would annoy you so much that there are now ads. Correct. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I obviously there are things I would miss watching on some of the others, but those two I would still use and be irritated by, and would just tear my. I don't have any hair left, but I would tear it out if I had it. So. And it would likely disrupt your day to day. Right. The, you know your viewing habits. Whereas, like, yeah, you cut out Amazon Prime, and I'm like. Oh, I can't watch, you know, when the third season of The Boys comes out, but yeah. You know, I I don't think about The Boys very often. I just watch, you know, we Precisely. just watch it when it when it comes out. So the yeah, so I have Netflix, Amazon Prime, Hulu, Disney Plus, and HBO Max. You can throw in ESPN Plus yeah. with that Disney Plus Hulu. 
bundle as well. That comes out to $51. I don't pay the full 51 because it's sort of like we pay for a few of them. My I, like my parents pay for Netflix and we share that with them and we try to, you know, you just try to reciprocate and give back where you can. So that's yeah. how that works out. And that's the best way to do it. I mean, if these streaming services are going to allow it and not really cut down on it, why not share with people? Right. I actually didn't do the math on how much because I, I think subconsciously I was scared to know what that number is. If I'm being honest, but I'll do it really. Well, quick. yours includes YouTube TV, which is like, you know, practically cable. So I would say don't include that one. Oh, it's more of like a, I, it, a channel I, flipper. See, I feel like I have to include that one here. I'm doing yeah. the math real quick right now. Discover. Okay, I I pay twice what you do. I pay 131, but you're telling me I don't have to count if I don't count YouTube TV. Oh, plus Spotify. Let's throw that on there. Okay. If I so take out now? YouTube TV, if I include YouTube TV, we're at $148 a month. It's a lot of money. I feel kind of weird about it, there. if I'm being honest. Um, but, I mean, but, doesn't yeah. cable like generally cost like $100 right. now? So, so yeah. and you would have some of these on top if you had cable. So, that's the thing. Like, if I added cable, it would be at least an additional $50, and that would be the cheapest, you know, whether it's an internet streaming cable or it could be even more if I went through Spectrum and actually yeah. got the cable turned on in my house. Well, and I'm one of those people that will do the buy-ahead thing where you pay in advance and pay less. So that's not necessarily exactly representative, but in any case. Um, now, here's what makes me feel better about that number. I found an LA yeah. Times article that goes through, and it's from... October, so it doesn't have the most up-to-date prices, but it's close enough for jazz. Can I read to you their list and what it would cost if you got all of them? And I'm going to do this. I feel like I should have made a song like uh, the 50 States song by the you know by Wacko, but I didn't. That's so funny. I was just thinking the same thing when you right when you said song. <laughs> I was like, that's the exact song I was thinking. Yeah. So yeah, we're on the same wavelength there. Uh, let's hear it. How wh what streaming services are and what would be that final tally at the end? Yeah, I'm not going to read the prices, just the names. So here we go. Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, Apple TV, Disney, Quibi, CBS All Access, Peacock, HBO Max, Showtime, Star, Cinemax, Epix, ESPN, WWE Network, DC Universe, BET, Acorn TV, BritBox, Criterion Channel, Mubi. Canopy, Fandor, Sundance Now, PBS Passport, History Vault, Hallmark Movies, Broadway HD, AMC Premiere, Shutter, BR Live, NFL Sunday Ticket, MLB.TV, NBA Team, NHL.TV, Fokker, Fokker, Fox Soccer Match Pass, YouTube <laughs> Premium, v Verve Premium, Tubi, Sony Crackle. <sighs> if you, <laughs> and then I, I need to throw YouTube TV in there because I forgot about it. If you got all those every month, uh, you would be paying, drum roll. Uh, you would be paying four hundred eight dollars per month. <laughs> there you go. It's probably not worth it. I mean, no. there's a lot. There's as you're reading through that, there's a lot you can cross out there. But yeah, sure. that's that's crazy. I mean, that's where it is. So, you know, on that note, I I feel like this is where all these streaming services are going. Is that somebody's going to come along? one of these big tech giants and they're going to make deals with a bunch of the streaming services and then they're going to offer you all of them for 90 bucks a month or whatever it might be. Yeah. It's you know, funny. Or, you know, there'll be certain plans where you kind of pick and choose and then it's going to be all through that one app, even though you're going to select different and they're just going to be channels and it's just going to be cable on say. the internet where you at least <laughs> get to select, but 
it's the same thing. Yeah, it's, it's funny just, how they're reinventing you have... cable. That's what tech people do. Yeah, it's funny how you have all these independent creative places. They have their own sort of networks, you might even call them, and then somebody's going to come along and decide to bundle <laughs> them and have you pay one cost for it. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's where we're headed. Where I, have I heard that before? Exactly. It's interesting, too, how cable now is getting on board with this idea. Some cable companies are able to make deals with some cable channels and networks to be bundled as opposed to be like, you know, traditionally, if you wanted one Disney affiliated channel, you had to get all of them. You had to pay for all of them. You had to yeah. get, you know, ABC was the exception, but it was, you know, Disney... Uh, ABC Family, which is now whatever it is, Disney XD or who knows, Freeform. Freeform. Yeah. Uh, all the yeah. ESPNs, all of the, yeah. If you wanted na National Geographic, if you wanted mm -hmm. one of them, you had to get all of them. Um, and you're right. That's where we are. We're just we're just pre-cable. Yeah. Cable. And, and we, we, when this stuff was starting, people thought cable was going to turn into a little more a la carte. And some of the online options have that a little bit, but still... I think the the larger companies like a Disney or something still does a really good job of bundling their own channels. So it's really hard right. to get a true a la carte experience with your channels. Even I mean, it would be very easy. It would not be something that would be difficult for these companies to do, but it would mean less money for them. And they're not going to do that. Well, and as you kind of alluded to earlier, it used to be with something like Netflix or Hulu, you had a much wider variety of choices but as individual companies were like, hey, someone would pay for a Disney app. Hey, someone would pay for an HBO app. We're going to get greedy and not let other services have access to these. And for Disney, it took several years for yep. them to slowly scrape their content away from other streaming services. They had to wait for contracts to expire. Even when they launched Disney when Plus. When Disney Plus started, didn't I think Infinity War was still on Netflix and Infinity Ooh. War wasn't originally on Disney Plus. I was just going to say there were at least several notable Marvel and Star Wars movies that they had to wait for the contracts to expire before they could bring them all to one place. Um so there there you have it. There's where we are. Uh, you and I weren't around yeah. for the inception of cable television, so I don't know if there was ever a time when you could do a la carte cable Besides things like, I mean, yeah. obviously, there were certain movie channels that you could do a la carte, you know, when we were younger, and I'm sure you can still. But by and large, you had a few different, you had probably three different choices of packages, like basic, expanded, and premium, or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And I and like like the point you made, like you can't get ESPN without also getting ESPN2 and ESPN News and you know a few Disney others maybe and, thrown in there and now and i think how it's always been and now yeah. i think fox sports is part of that family of channels you have to get <laughs> so who knows the the like the local fox sports so fox sports is the one thing that you know the the true fox network and like national fox sports is still owned by fox but everything else but those is uh those regional channels so like uh fox sports ohio or like the blue jackets play yeah that is now owned by Disney, and it's being rebranded as Bally Sports Networks, which is a casino. Gotcha. So it's being they're pivoting somehow into sports gambling. That's a different discussion. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, that's you know something that I've been having. Of the ones that I have, if I was crossing them out, like saying get rid of them, I think HBO Max would be the first to go. It's pretty new, and especially if it wasn't the pandemic time, I like going to the movie theater. So the first run movie thing doesn't, you know, fully move the needle for me. It's yeah. it's nice, and it allows you to see movies that you probably wouldn't go to the theater. But 
like the Godzilla movies coming out, the one where he fights King Kong. Like I would go see that in the theater. Yeah. If you know, if it was okay and safe, it was a normal time. And so it doesn't make me want it. And I don't know what they're going to do in years forward, keeping that, then I'd probably go Hulu and Hmm. Probably see the thing is you can't cut out prime cause you're not going to get rid of Amazon prime. But if you could, yeah. I'd probably get rid of Prime before I got rid of Netflix or Disney Plus. Yeah. Um, I and yeah, I like I already kind of weighed in on if I had to if I had to pare down where my pain point would be. Um, it's nice to have mm-hmm. them. And at the end of the day, you bring up a really good point which we've neglected up until this moment, which is most of us have been staying home for the past year. <laughs> So what yes. a perfect time for all these these streaming services to launch and for us to decide, you know what, we're not going out and spending $20 per with a you know for ticket and popcorn at a movie theater every so often. We're not going out to big I mean some people are, shame on you. Um but we're not spending money on entertainment in other ways like we normally would. So it it yeah. makes it easier to swallow that cost because it probably isn't as much as you would spend on a, you know, that $148 I talk about spending on streaming services and things, if we went out for one nice weekend of meals, <laughs> that's already, you know, paid for itself. Yeah, so. that's that's a good point there. Uh, I think the other thing that's been, you know, you don't want to use the word nice or good during this pandemic, but like for the, for the, for the just entertainment and what has come out and things is it seems like they uh they've sort of figured out how to re restart productions and are starting to make things again for sure right and they're doing it as safe as, as possible so that's good so the new content will be coming and a lot of these services just like stopped releasing things so really we're it looked like there was going to be this gap where we weren't going to get any new things but because they did that right at the beginning that gap is already past us right and it doesn't seem like we're like we're, it seems like we're back on a normal cycle for new content. So if you're somebody out there who needs new content consistently, I don't think we're going to have that pandemic gap that looked like it might be there eventually because they did it at the beginning by pushing all these releases. And and I uh, I'm inclined to think that you know you were talking about the impact, and we've talked a little bit about actually one of our first episodes was on movie theaters and the changing model i i have to think that movie theaters are going to become less and less a thing as people realize you know if i can get these things in my home and i don't have to deal with crowds or expensive snacks or most people except for big screen movies we've talked about that too most people are going to stay home and watch them there and i and i I can't say i argue with that model at least personally i mean People are buying 80 inch TVs now. So like how big does the screen have to be, you know, at a certain point you're these home, they're not even home theaters. People are like, it used to be, you'd have to get like a projector and make like a whole wall of the screen, but these 80 inch TVs, I mean, like next time, if you're ever, you know, walking to like a Sam's club or something, they're usually on display right there in the front. They are huge. And like, just, if you ever see that big of a TV, imagine it in your living room Yeah, and how big that would be. The one last thing uh, I wanted to hit was, some of these other services that are that are around that are popular ish or at least big names behind it yeah and i just don't think they're worth it nobody talks about apple tv plus they keep trying to push it they keep trying to pay a bunch of celebrities to be in all these things and the shows get advertised and you're like huh and then you just you you don't get it and i i don't know they've obviously got enough money that they're going to keep producing it but i don't think apple tv plus is going to be one that's ever going to have a very large subscription base and the biggest thing is they don't have very much 
to like to offer like Disney does where you sure. go way back in your catalog or Warner brothers. And it, the deals are already probably so tied up with the other ones that do have relationships with third parties is that Apple isn't getting very much, but I don't know. I'm not in the app. So maybe it does have a lot of movies that I'm missing out on. I have a feeling that Apple is, has realized that either they're going to gain traction, which as you said, it doesn't seem that they are, or that they're going to be able to sell off the rights to these to some other company and make up their losses, right? They'll mm-hmm. make these few original series or movies or whatever, and somebody will come along and buy up the rights, and then they'll end up <laughs> somewhere else. They I think won't another, have lost anything. I think another thing is these companies, uh, you know, these big corporations that are tops of their industries, I think have egos. And it's not even just about getting the viewers and making sure the app works. One, they don't want to admit it fails, but sure. that's part of it. But they also, I think they're really interested in like Apple TV original Emmy winner. Right. And I putting that as something that they've now accomplished. Yeah. No, I think you're, I think you're right on, on base. And, and a lot of these big companies can afford those losses. They can afford yeah. to lose money on a on a failed television app or whatever. Like it's That's, not it's not going to hurt their bottom line, and it probably drives up stock prices enough to make it worth it. Just yeah, that's the wildest thing about the tech world is all these companies that don't make money and they're super successful somehow. It's, yeah. yeah. But Must, that's a different discussion. Yeah. Anyway, so we'd be interested in knowing: uh, are there any sleeper, are there any sleeper streaming services out there that you, the listener? are a huge fan of that we've missed that we don't have maybe you could convince us to spend more of our hard-earned money on one please let us know shutter catches my eye every time I'm looking for a horror movie yeah. and it seems like shutter has it but i'm not watching horror movies enough to pay six dollars a month for shutter i agree with that and that's how i feel about like um some friends of mine have recommended Crunchyroll, which is all anime and they're like a few anime shows i have any interest in but not enough to pay for a full app of it mm-hmm. <laughs> that I would most of the time not use. So, but yeah. yeah, you might just be better off picking and choosing and like, Oh, I really want to watch this horror movie. Well, it's only four ninety nine to rent Precisely. on prime. So that, I'll watch it there. <laughs> yeah. So if you're out there uh, listening, <clears throat> excuse me, you're out there listening, let us know what, what, uh, what tickles your fancy when it comes to obscure online streaming services and chops. How can they do that? They can do that by contacting us on Twitter at Nerd Asoch, and that's at N-E-R-D underscore Asoch, A-S-S-O-C. Or you can email us at Gmail, nerdassoch at gmail.com, N-E-R-D-A-S-S-O-C at Gmail. Thanks for staying tuned, and we will be back with you next week. <laughs>